Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. Take your Bibles this morning. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 1. We're reading one verse of Scripture as our text. I'm not going to be long this morning because we're going to have you out of here by 11 o'clock so you can go home and spend the rest of this day with your family and enjoy them. Because really Christmas isn't about flannel pajamas. It's about Jesus and it's about the families that he has given us. So go enjoy your time today and spend the time with them. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, the Bible says from the New International Version, She'll give birth to a son, and you are going to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. When you read that verse and it jumps out at you, there's one word that describes it completely and fully, and that word is hope. When Jesus Christ came to the earth, he brought hope to all humanity. We live in a world and an age and a culture where the culture is doing everything they can to sanitize Christianity from Christmas, even though it is a decidedly Christian holiday. In every sense of the phrase, they want to move Christ from Christmas. You want to make my blood boil? Write an Xmas. That's going to make my blood boil. That just doesn't work. It's not who we are. We're here to celebrate Jesus because he is the hope not only of those who believe in him, but of the entire world. Someone said, why are we going to Quincy to plant a church? Because there's a lot of folks out there that have no hope. And they need to know there is hope in Jesus Christ. Now I want you to understand something. We're not going out there to plant a church so that you'll have a church closer to your home. We're going to reach those who don't know Jesus. So don't think it's going to be more convenient or easy. It's not going to work that way. We're going after those who don't know him to bring hope to that little town. And without Christ, there is simply no Christmas. The message of Christmas is a message of hope, hope for a world in darkness. So what is hope? It's in your outline. I defined it for you two ways. First, from Webster's, it says it's a desire with expectation of obtainment or fulfillment. When you look at the scripture and you read the word hope, it comes from the Greek word Alpes, and it means to anticipate, usually with pleasure. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7 tell us this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and he'll be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Listen to those titles and you hear hope. There's hope for every circumstance and every situation of your life. But so many times we only see what's in front of us, not see the answer that's coming to us. Jesus has the answer for every circumstance and situation in life. Reminds me of the story of the lady who was 94 years old, never been married, came to church one Sunday morning and the pastor said, I hear you're engaged. And she said, not a word of truth to it, but thank God for the rumor. Come on, sometimes you got to thank God for what's coming. Not what's there. Isaiah said, unto us a child is born, a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Maybe you need some peace this morning. Put your hope in Jesus. 
Maybe you need a counselor today. Put your hope in Jesus. Maybe you need to experience the might of God. Put your hope in Jesus. Because he is the answer. When Jesus was born, God made it clear that this babe in a manger, born in Bethlehem, was the one the world had been waiting for, watching for, hoping for, ever since Adam and Eve had been driven from the Garden of Eden. He was a savior, a deliverer, a king. He was hope, knowing that in him every promise of God would be fulfilled. I don't know that that's true. You say, yeah, it is. Paul said, and every promise of God is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Every promise is fulfilled. Knowing that Jesus was the one in whom God's people would find forgiveness of our sins, the one in whom they'd find true peace and lasting peace in their lives. You see, friend, it doesn't matter where you've walked, what you've done. It doesn't matter the label that's on your back. In Jesus Christ, there's forgiveness. And there's peace for your past. He resolves it. He settles it. You don't have to continually say, I'm an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict. I have this, that, or the other. No, in Jesus, there is hope for you and me. The mistakes of our past are not counted against us in Jesus Christ. See, I learned a long time ago, I'd much rather be condemned and judged by man than one day be condemned and judged by God. There's hope in Jesus and forgiveness in him. True and lasting peace is found in him. Hope is not automatic. Sometimes you have to stand and believe and trust it's going to happen. It's like the guy that stopped by the Little League game and talked to one of the little boys in the, in the, uh, on, on, in the cage, in the batting cage. No, the dugout, that's the word. You're a baseball player and you just let me stutter, didn't you? Thank you. I really appreciate that, Pastor Isaiah. I'll do the same for you one of these days. Onesies, that's all I see. Talked to the little boy in the dugout, and he said, what's the score? Well, it's 18 to nothing. They're up. The guy said, you must be discouraged. He said, oh, no, we haven't been up to bat yet. Come on, folks, you need to understand, maybe Jesus hasn't stepped to the plate of your life to bring you what you need. It's time to understand hope is not automatic. You stand and you believe no matter what you see. The answer is coming. There are no hopeless situations. I want you to hear this. There are no hopeless situations. There are only people who've grown hopeless about them. That's pretty good. I'm going to say it again. There's no hopeless situations. There are only people who have grown hopeless about them. Ask yourself, why do I feel hopeless? Pull in your reason. I've been betrayed. I've been disappointed. I've been, I'm unforgiven. I'm disillusioned. I'm broke. On and on you can go. Sometimes our circumstances seem anything but hopeful, but if we will look past them and see the Christ, who is the gift of God to the world, we will find hope. How do we sustain hope in the midst of disappointment and difficulty? How do we keep from being completely overwhelmed by trials and pain? How do we maintain an adjective of hope when everything in us wants to give up to despair? When we can't see a way out, when we want to give up. Reminds me of the Peanuts cartoon. In the cartoon, Linus and Lucy are sitting in front of the television. Lucy said to Linus, hey, go to the kitchen and get me a glass of water. Linus said, why would I do that? You never do anything for me. 
Lucy said, well, on your 75th birthday, I'll bake you a cake. Linus got up and he headed to the kitchen and he said, life is more pleasant when you have something to look forward to. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. We've all faced situations where there seems to be little reason for hope. Maybe it's a failed marriage. Maybe it's a lost job. Maybe it's a destroyed relationship. Some of us have faced hopeless, seemingly medical or financial problems. And right now, some of you may be hopeless and ready to give up. Ready to throw in the towel. I can't go on any longer. How do we hang on to hope in the midst of difficulty? The scripture puts it this way. Isaiah 49.3, then you will know that I am the Lord and those who hope in me. Listen, those who hope in me will not be disappointed. I love that. That's a great promise. And in Jesus Christ, the promises of God are yes and amen. So what Isaiah spoke hundreds of years before his birth came true in him. Those who hope in me will not be disappointed. What great news that is. We need to understand that with God, there is no hopeless situation. With God, all things are possible. You say, well, I don't like walking through what I'm walking through. Well, I doubt the Hebrews enjoyed walking through the fiery furnace, but they did. I doubt that Daniel was living in anticipation for the day he'd be thrown into the lion's den, but he did. I'm here to tell you this morning, no matter what you're going through, there is hope in a living God. Isaiah 49, 23 says, The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him, to the one who seeks Him. I love the song that Tom led us in this morning, the goodness of God. When you're in that place where you feel like there's no hope, there's no answer, begin to reflect on what He has done. Begin to remember the goodness of God. Remember, He's always been faithful to you. He will never disappoint you. He will never fail you. He never leaves you alone. There's hope in God. Lamentations 3.26 says, It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good that one should hope. Psalm 147.11 says, The Lord delights in those who fear Him, who put their hope in His unfailing love. You see, God has a way in the middle of despair to send us a signal, to allow light to break through the darkness, to enable us to know tomorrow is going to be better than today, and the day after that is going to be better than tomorrow, and next week is going to be better than this week, and next month is going to be better than this month, because I have put my hope in a living God. And He never disappoints. Haley, would you come back, please? To see, if your doctor told you you had a broken leg, I'm going to have to put you in a cast. You're going to be on crutches. All the encouragement he could give you just doesn't really add up until he says this word. It's only going to be for six weeks. So you have a date when it's going to end, when the cast is going to come up. Have you ever worn a cast? I've had more than I can count. I hate those things. You see, when, when you have them on your limbs, your arms, or your legs, and you begin to sweat, they start itching down inside. So you grab a coat hanger and you tear it apart and you try to scratch it, only it doesn't work. 
So you do what I've seen people do with their hair. You start tapping on it. That doesn't work either, I'm telling you right now. I don't know how that works, but it doesn't work for me. Tapping on it doesn't work. It itches. It's uncomfortable. And when six weeks passes and the doctor finally cuts it off, it smells terrible. It's horrible. But there is a deadline. There is an end date when that thing comes off. Listen, folks, I'm telling you this morning, the end date has already been established that God is going to take you through and you will see your hope completed in him. It's already set and settled. This isn't going to last forever. Put your hope in God and let God do something wonderful in your life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who hope in me will not be disappointed. She'll bear a son, and you'll call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And the Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Maybe you're here this morning. Maybe you're online joining us now. Maybe you'll watch this sermon in the weeks or the months ahead. I've come to tell you this morning that when you put your hope in God, it's not a hope that is deferred. It is not a hope that is fruitful. It is not a hope that is unfulfilled. When you put your hope in God, God will accomplish his will and his way in your life. Matthew chapter 4, verse 16. The scripture says it this way. The people who have sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region of the shadow of death, light has dawned. You heard those words, and you said, how did he know where I'm at? I didn't, but Holy Spirit does. 2,000 years ago, those words were spoken, and yet they still reverberate in your heart and in your life. They still cause you to recognize, I can put my hope in God, and God will never fail me. Because the people who are walking in darkness have seen great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Bow your heads with me this morning. Perhaps you're here today and you're that person that's living in the shadow of death. You're that person that is struggling in darkness, wondering when will it ever end. God is saying to you this morning, you can trust me. You can put your hope in me. I won't fail you. I won't disappoint you. I won't shortchange you. I won't build up your hope only to see it vanquished. God is saying to you this morning, it's time to put your hope in God. That's you. Right where you say, you say, Pastor, that's me. I'm not going to ask you to come forward this morning. I'm simply going to ask you to stand right where you're at. If that's you, you need to put your hope in God. Stand right where you're at. We're going to pray, and I'm going to speak a blessing over you this morning made it to the end of the message and now what is god leading you to make a change are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of christ then we invite you to join us at all nations church on sharer road in tallahassee a multicultural church founded on the truth of god's word and the power of the holy spirit our sunday morning service is at 10:30 and wednesday night service at 7 plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.
www.thinkdigital.com.